You know, I do want to share something out of the Word because I believe right now is as key a time anywhere, uh, or I mean any time to, to make sure that we share the gospel, the love of Jesus with all those around us. And I want you to turn to uh, Acts chapter 13. And uh, I believe this is uh, something that will just stand out to you. I'm not going to take very long, but I do want to share this, ver this word. Because you know me, I, I, the Word of God is central to, to our life. I mean, I know what carries me through on a daily basis. It's the Word of God. And uh, I know what changed my life. I know what transformed me. I know what's carried me through every storm and every challenge and every problem has been uh, the Word of God. And I want to see in Acts chapter 13, you know, Paul and Barnabas were, were traveling. They were uh, preaching the Word. They're on their one of their journeys. And I want us to look at verse 38. It says, brothers, listen. I'm in Acts chapter 13, verse 38. We are here to proclaim that through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is declared right with God, something that even the law of Moses could never do. Well, I tell you what, that right there is a word for us, and it's a, it was a word for them, but it was a challenging word because the Jews only believed that the Jews were all that was qualified, and the Gentiles didn't see a need for it. And so they, all of a sudden, this new gospel, this new word, this new promise is coming. And it all, became, it all came because of Jesus. And, and Jesus was there uh, proclaiming or, or had given them this responsibility to proclaim this. And I want you to hear that again. We're here to proclaim through that through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness of your sin. You know, some of them might not have realized that they were sinners or that they needed a savior. And, and I think there's a lot of people in the world that don't realize that that they need a savior. I'm thankful to have grown up going to church and and I didn't know anything but Jesus was supposed to be part of our life. I didn't know any different, but I, I lived a few years without walking in that, but I'm very thankful for the fact that I, I knew. But you know, there are those that have no clue, have no idea anything about that, but they're proclaiming this. Now, I want us to jump down to verse 44. It says, The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. I, I tell you what, I love it when there's a crowd I love it whenever it's the, the house is full. It'd be nice if this was completely full. But it'd be awesome if it was, it was full because people wanted to hear the, about Jesus. They wanted to hear about the Word. You know, it's amazing that uh, the, the way that uh, technology has enabled us to reach to the far ends of the earth. It's amazing. I mean, the, the fact that I can sit at my desk on every Monday through Friday and, and do a devotion that, that reaches into, I don't know how many states and a, and a couple other countries. It's an amazing thing that there's people that are, that are able to be reached through our, our video service here, but also just that people can come out here. But it said the, the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous. So they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. You know, I want you to see that there's that spirit of Antichrist alive now. There, the, the Bible talks about that, that the spirit of Antichrist, the one who comes against the message of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus, and it's all over the place. It's, it's rampant in, in the schools and in, and in education, in higher education especially doesn't mean that every teacher is bad. I'm not saying that at all. 
I, I thank God for godly teachers, people who, who are, are able to uh, still witness to kids or at least at least let them know that that uh, that there is a God. But, you know, uh, the whole entire city turned out. We can't get the whole entire city turn, turned out, it doesn't seem like, anymore. But I'm praying for in this end times that there would be things that would cause people to come to Christ that, that didn't know Jesus before. And I, and I pray that, that and that I called this, this sermon, Keep Preaching. I want you to know that you're a preacher. You say, oh no, don't, be giving, don't put that tag on me. I know I, it took me a long time to ever put pastor or preacher with my name, with my title. I didn't want that. I wasn't looking for it. This isn't a job. This isn't something that I do uh, as a job. It's a calling, and I haven't been able to get away from it, even though I ran for a while. But I've, I've, I had to learn to put that on. Well, I want you to learn to put that on as well. You ought, to, you ought to start to think of yourself as someone who preaches the gospel because you do it with your life. As you live your life, you're preaching the gospel. You know, uh, uh, it goes on here and says in verse 46, then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared. Now notice, they, they began to argue against them. They began to slander them. But these men didn't argue with them. They just kept proclaiming the gospel. There's going to be those, when you, when you say something good, they're going to want to say something bad. When you say something positive, there's, there's going to be people that will come against you. But you keep proclaiming. You keep declaring what Jesus has done for you. You don't have to preach a four-point good old, you know, preacher sermon. You just need to share what God has done for you. I always tell people that the way to grow a church is to see God transform lives. When lives are transformed, people come. Because they start to see somebody who used to be pretty ornery or pretty wild or pretty whatever, and God begins to transform their life. All of a sudden, they begin to see them a little different, and they start to take notice. Verse, uh, the rest of that verse, it says, Paul and Barnabas spoke boldly and declared it was necessary that, the, that, that we first preach the word of God to the Jews. But since they've rejected it and judged your, and uh, judged it, or rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of the in eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command. Now notice this. I wanted you to catch this. I've made you a light to the Gentiles. Gentiles just simply means those that were outside the Jewish race, those that were without God. He gave it, sent that light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. Well, I tell you what, I, I, I begin to think about that as, as I look at what we're trying to do. One of the things that I wanted us to do tonight is just have an attitude and, a, and, a, and a, have some insight into that idea of let's take the gospel wherever we go, wherever you go, begin to talk about Jesus. You know, if you don't know enough scripture to feel like that you can share with somebody, I've got a business card. They're usually floating around here and on the back of it, it has the prayer, a prayer for salvation. You don't need to call me necessarily. You just take the turn that over and say, you know what? Jesus changed my life, and he can change yours. And if you'll pray this prayer and believe in your heart, you can accept Jesus as Lord. It's pretty simple. You don't have to be able to take them through a whole big, long discourse. It's good to do that. It's, it's helpful to do that. But you know what? Here's the thing. If you expect God to use you, he'll begin to use you. You know, you might be able to bring a light 
into the life of somebody right there at work, right there in the store. Maybe you're, maybe the cashier, maybe somebody standing in line. You know, I always have an opportunity if I want to, to interject life into somebody. When you're getting your meal, minister to that waitress or that waiter. Uh, I tell you what, it, it'll be a powerful thing. You know, in, in this time, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do tonight, and, and I want us to just close in prayer for the sermon, and I want to I take a few moments to, to do something else for me. So let's pray together. Father, we just, we just come before you tonight, and Lord, this is an unusual service. It's, it's different. But Father, I thank you for the special uh, privilege of, of uh, pastoring a group of people from all over the country, all over the, this area, I should say. And Lord, I thank you that, that Lord, though uh, some people may be closer to, to live closer to the others, some people may be uh, a long ways apart, I think we'll be amazed at how far some people drive. But Father God, I just pray and I ask tonight that there just be a, a family feel, that Lord God, that there'd be a, an awareness of, of who people are and, and how far they've come. So Lord, I just praise you and thank you for the blessing of this service. And Lord, help us to be active uh, and ready to share the love of Jesus with those around us. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen.